Welcome back to Consider Yourself Hugged, A Place for Women, episode, I don't know, Michelle, I think 77? Or 70. I think the ones we recorded that we couldn't use were 77. So, yes, I guess this probably is 77. So, we'll make this 77. If it's wrong, you'll hear a weird dubbed over number when you're listening to this. So, I am Tammy. And I'm Michelle. And we're so glad that you're back. Um, We want to take just like a couple minutes because I think it's, I think we both think it's important for you all to know us as people. and like when we sit down to record that life has also happened like throughout the week and we did we i think we mentioned like a while back that we were going to start this really cool thing called recording in the car or i don't know if we were going to call it that and we were so excited and we met and we got michelle's car and we went to chick-fil-a and went through the drive-through it was pouring down rain and then what how would you describe it michelle (laughs) I was super happy that I had multi, you know, been able to multitask and drive and talk and, and, um, I didn't eat while we recorded because I'm just not capable of that, but you know, it, it went fairly well, but then, then we listened to it. Yeah. It's not good. No, the rain, the windshield wipers, every time like we had the Chick-fil-A bag and even though we weren't eating or maybe I was um it it was awful so we didn't know that to kind of the last minute because I unexpectedly had four of my grandchildren for the whole week because of COVID with another set of grandparents and then I got sick so I do still have a little bit of a cold and then Michelle you is that when you took your trip I took the, the weekend like last weekend yeah yeah. So lots of, of kind of life in the middle. Yeah. And so we didn't, we listened to it and it was just, honestly, we're, we're always going to be honest. It was just too late to do anything about it. So it was like, well, not this week. So those are the episodes about Meghan Markle. And what was the other one? Um, it was a celebrity one too, wasn't it? it oh, was about walking alone. Right, right that women should be able to walk alone. So we'll revisit that at some point, Um, but not now. So anything else you want to throw in? And we're probably not going to try the eating in the car again, because I literally got tomato tomato on me when I hadn't even like eaten in the car. I mean, I'm just not, when I say I'm not capable, I'm just too messy. I'm like not capable of like doing all those things and trying to eat at the same time. Yeah, but you did so good because we met up and I jumped in Michelle's car and then we drove over to Chick-fil-A. The line was, as y'all can imagine, out like around the building and we're recording and Michelle's trying to figure out where to go in and what to order and we're still recording and we think it's going to be really cool, but it wasn't, but she did such a good job. (laughs) She, you didn't kill us. Tried. I tried hard. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. You didn't kill us. So today we are both like I got was supposed to fly home t- last night. And if you're on our consider yourself hug page, you might have seen it. But Tim and I got stranded in the Atlanta airport. We had to stay there overnight. And then our flight was delayed this morning. So I just got home and I don't have all my luggage Um, an hour ago, maybe. So I'm in my closet. Michelle had to work this weekend, so she's in her car. So we we're zooming. Today's a zoomy. And you haven't slept, right? Like, no, I have not slept. 
So okay. I don't know if I'll remember this recording. Okay, so that was a lot. We said we were so, you know us better now, right? These wonderful women out there. Today, um, we're thinking this will probably be a two-parter. Um, just because we think there might be so much to talk about. And we put a question on the Facebook page. We put a link to the Grammy performance by Cardi B. And am I saying this right? Is it just Megan the Stallion? Or is it Not Megan the Stallion? I don't know. I wish that we had someone who is more of an expert. to. Well, anyway, these two um, rappers did a Grammy performance that just got everybody talking men included, but we're here to talk with you, you know, with women. And so we put the, the, all we did was put a link to part of the performance and we just said, what do we say? What do you think? Yes. I mean, and that's, I think, important, important thing. We put up a video, you put a disclaimer. I did. It, it was a graphic video. We wanted to do that just to give everybody a heads up if they hadn't really heard about the performance. And we just asked what like initial reaction opinion was to the video clip and so I think it's awesome we got responses from people who of course like gave us their initial reaction and um, we got reactions from people who knew more about those two um, women than mm -hmm. than others some of them knew kind of their complete like histories and ways to um, I don't know their biographies and so forth so it was yeah. really interesting to read like the different comments it was, and you, you even after you watched it, you asked me if I knew anything about Cardi B's background, because you you went and read about it like immediately. Well, that's um, <laughs> that's kind of like my personality is curiosity. Like I saw the performance, and of course had thoughts, and I don't think probably either one of those ladies would. Um, I mean, they probably knew that it wasn't going to be necessarily the most mainstream performance. <laughs> You that's think? ever happened on the Grammys and so like my initial reaction is just to want to find out kind of more about kind of what's going on here kind of what's um behind who are the people behind the performances so yeah I kind of looked them up pretty quick that's what I love about you is you don't have and I know this is not all the time but I mean you don't tend to have like knee-jerk reactions about these kind of thing and I think curiosity is the perfect word to use about the way that we're kind of uh, exploring this is, okay, um, here we are, 2021, a Grammy performance. There's the shocking performance that has so many people talking on uh, so many layers. Um, wh what, you know, let's read some about these women and, and think about some of the issues. So that's kind of what we did. Um, we took, the comments off of the the Facebook and we'll always put the link in the show notes so if you're not part it's a place for women consider yourself hugged um, we just reversed it so that if women were trying to join the page they would know it was specifically for women go go look we did turn off commenting we felt like it was moving a little bit toward a place that might be um get feathers a little bit more ruffled that's not that's not what we want on our page we want respectful discussion which it was but it felt like right is that saying it right right yes absolutely we just didn't want anybody to um feel like their voice wasn't um, being respected i guess and heard yeah and we did lose a member but it's you know what when you talk about risky stuff 
or controversial, controversial stuff, it's a little bit risky. But we read all of them. Um, we didn't do anything but like them just so, you know, the, the women would know that we saw it. And then at the end, we made some closing comments. And then we, we tried to put them into some categories, um, categories as to how the discussion is going. So we thought we might try to do, we, we put them in eight, just it could be less, could be more if you were looking at the issue, but we did eight. So we thought we'd try to do four today and four tomorrow because we really are trying to keep it, especially when it's just the two of us, like to 30 minutes or under. When we have a guest, it can sometimes go a little bit longer. So Michelle, do you care if I just kind of jump in and, and look at, I call the issues surrounding the dance. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I, I would say that like we, I think on all the posts, we hold off on commenting our opinion just because we're kind of waiting for the, the discussion part. Yeah, yeah. That, about us not commenting, but. I think it's, that's kind of why. Yeah, and I, I guess also, I think, I don't know about you, I will speak for me. I am not trying to force an opinion. Um, I My opinion on it is pretty diverse, you know, and I have multiple thoughts about it. And so, you know, we're not here to say, oh, this is what we're trying to get you to think as far as this opinion, but we are trying to get you to think if that makes sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. Is it the same for you? I mean, I think your opinion is. Yeah, I think I've mentioned several times about a couple of different topics. Like I'm a huge believer, especially when it comes to women, of people looking at information mm. and making their own decisions. So yeah, absolutely. I would never try to impose my opinion as, you know. You would not. Yeah. No, you would not. All right, well, here we go. So here's the four. The first one was what I think came up the most, and that is the morality slash religious considerations. Um, and I'll tell you what I read, Michelle, and then you can you can jump in. I thought it was interesting because morality came up a lot. Um, things like um, uh, God and church, um, but it was all lumped up like under morality and, and religion. So I was kind of reading and thinking, going back to days of just studying like moral code. Um, and this really struck me. So I was looking at this word morality and the things that I read used it in two ways. The first way was descriptively referring to codes of conduct, conduct put, put placed by a society um, or accepted by an individual for his or her own behavior. And sometimes that comes from religion. So that's one way to use morality is that there's a code of conduct with a group that I'm in, like a religious group, and I adopt that for my own behavior. And then the second was um, use of morality was a code that all members of that society, if they're rational, will adopt that code. So, for example, all members of our society here in the U.S. tend to adopt the moral code that murder is wrong. I mean, you probably won't run into a lot of people who would say that murder for our society is wrong. So that's the big moral code. But then there's the one that applies to us individually because of these smaller groups we're in. And I may be trying to simplify it too much, but such as this type of like sexual dance with women, um, there's a code that 
we adopt that drives whether we believe that is a moral behavior or an immoral behavior. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought that was interesting that when the, when the morality issue comes up, I don't think that's a big picture morality issue. Do you like, like, like murder or rape or things that all of us tend to adopt as that normative code? I don't think. Amy, so you're asking like, if I think that like the type of performance they did. Yes. Falls under that. Yeah. What I is it? That, yeah. I think I kind of view, I have a tendency to look more like at an individual's story because I, I do completely get, understand what you're saying about there being overarching things like murder. But I think that, um, that particularly when it comes to things like performances and I mean, <laughs> What am I? What am I trying to say here, Tim? I don't know, but I'm happy to wait because usually when you open your mouth, it's it's good. So you just you just take. Your I don't time. know about that, but I think that like um, when you said overarching murder is wrong, yeah, absolutely it is. But then there's so many like situations where you know you think about like women who are in you know very abusive relationships and like have had to act out in self-defense I think that there's there's mm -hmm. always like a, a situation a story and so yes I, I do believe like there's the concept of right and wrong but I think that I just have a tendency just because I'm kind of blessed with the job I do to get to hear lots and lots of people's stories yes and so I think that kind of looking at a story and understanding a little bit more is probably what I tend to do versus looking at kind of overarching like right versus wrong type things. I'll bet while you are talking with the people that you help, um, you don't attach a moral or a religious right and wrong just to a behavior in and of itself. No. Mm -mm. And was that the way that you approached things before you went into, well, let's, let's just, let's ask it this way. So you're in psychiatric nurse, um, a nurse practitioner now. Prior to that, I mean, you've been a Christian for a good part of your life. Right. What about the Christian aspect of it? What about how we're behaving in the eyes of God. I think that like even before, cause you know, we taught together. That's how we first met one another. I think that even back then, um, I probably grew up that way, but like even back then when we were teaching, I was fortunate. Um, I did get to hear kids stories and you know, I, I did have kids who came to me and told me things that were going on in their, their life that were kind of overwhelming for them and was a, you know, fortunate enough. We had resources to kind of, mm -hmm get them help and get them where they um, needed to be. I think that even then I kind of saw through that, that it's not a black and white situation. Right. right. And even like somebody who, even if there's something that like from a Christian perspective, somebody does something that's wrong. I think that it, that doesn't make that person wrong. And there is, you know, factors that contribute to that. And I think that like one of the most amazing things about Christianity is grace and love mm -hmm. and 
you know. Yes. Yes. Well, I love that. I mean, we're going to come back later. One of the other groups we're going to talk about is the story, you know, of the person. But the morality and the religious consideration came up a lot. And so I think what we're just encouraging you to do is just to understand that that morality and religion, um, the group itself does tend to have those guidelines. Oh, but, guess- it's, but it's still so individual because we all grew up, even if even if you grew up Church of Christ, you might have grown up in a Church of Christ that had no musical instruments or maybe just allowed just one little um, organ and or just, I mean, all of, of the considerations are different. Denominational things are different. Now, I'm not saying there's a biblical verse that says that, you know, these things that we saw in this video were okay or right, but it's so much bigger than that. And it's also so much smaller than that because it's individual to that person. Right. I mean, it's like, we, we absolutely know that there's like right and wrong, like that the Bible's our guideline. And so we're certainly not saying that, you know, that that is not true because it absolutely is. I think we're just saying that like, there is a person behind behavior and a, a person isn't necessarily defined by behavior, even though it's, it's easy. I mean, that's, that's what they're putting out to the world. So, but that's not the whole person. It's not the whole story. Yeah. Right. Not the whole story. Okay. And we're not, we probably won't solve any big world problems here today while we're talking, but we just want you to think. So just, just think about that when we talk about the morality of, of something that that is such a, a big topic and also a small topic. The second one that we wanted to talk about came up a lot, and that was the concept of this type of performance. It is, is it empowering or is it degrading and, and can lead to lower self-respect? Um, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, I had a, an article I wanted to refer to, but is it empowering? Is it degrading? Yeah. I have, um, I think it, my opinion, before you read the article, do you want my opinion before you read the article? I do. Okay. So I think that that kind of depends on like the circle. Like, do I think that, that this woman's success, kind of what she's doing in her career has empowered her within her circle? Sure. Do I think self-esteem or self-respect wise? I I mean, I, I have a tendency to think that it kind of, it depends on whether you're talking about her performance or the types of things she's singing about. I mean, I think that the types of things she's singing about, there may absolutely be women who very much can engage in that and it not, and it be empowering for them. But I think that there's also women who there probably had to be some sort of emotional disconnect. I mean, she talks about Uh, being a stripper she talks about um Mm -hmm. so you mean disconnecting disconnecting who you are and and your self-worth from the character that you're portraying the character or the acts and I think that like when you look at this woman's life that you know there were probably things that caused caused some emotional disconnection before she got to the Grammy performance well, let's, you know what, let's talk about that. We'll put these two kind of together because we, I don't ever want us to be tied just to the numbers. Um, I think it's a good time to talk about uh, these. So they're the two ladies. I don't think we've said their names yet, but Cardi B and yeah, we did. Cause I don't know if it's Megan the Stallion or Megan the Stallion. Right. Um, 
but one of the one of the um the things that came up in the conversation was what these women have been through and what these women have done so let's talk about that as our i don't know fourth third i don't know it doesn't matter let's talk about that for a minute you you had some things that you learned about cardi b didn't you hey so yeah so when i when you sent me the the link and asked me if i had seen it i mean no i don't i don't watch the grammys or um and i had heard of this song that she sang but i had never heard um, the song it's not on my you iPod. play it on your radio no or- I don't do radio like on oh my, my way to work or anything like that. Your Spotify list or whatever. Yeah, no, no, it is. It is nowhere on there. Okay. Um, all right. If you say so. And I also would say, cause we didn't really necessarily start out with talking about our opinions. I'm, I'm very protective of what children see. Cause I see quite a bit of children. So I'm protective like about what's developmentally appropriate. And so like my overall view is, was that appropriate for primetime TV? I mean, my view would be no, just because of that aspect of it. But there's lots of stuff on primetime TV that probably isn't developmentally appropriate for for children. So you kind of have to look at that angle of mm-hmm. it as mm-hmm. well. But kind of looking at um, Cardi B's story when I researched her, and again, heard of her never knew anything about her she um, spent a lot of time growing up with her grandparents grew up in the Bronx was Mm -hmm. a member of the Bloods gang in New York in high school Mm -hmm. Um, and then she I think talks very openly about becoming a stripper to kind of escape poverty in a really abusive relationship yeah and she you know, from what I understand from the research I did talks about it very openly and is, is proud of that. She's proud of the fact that she was able to get herself out of that situation. Um, and then from there, she, I think started doing like performances on Instagram and then had like a, um, a television show, I think love and hip hop. Did you read that as well? Yeah. And she did some fashion things as well didn't she yes so really completely um self-made and so again like when you when you think about especially kind of like early on and I can remember the very first teaching job I had um was in Texas and the school had a a pretty I mean this was a long time ago but they had a, a significant increase in gang violence in that particular town and so we were required to do a half day training on like gang awareness because they wanted zero tolerance. They mm-hmm. wanted, if, if someone even like, like scribbled a symbol on a notebook, they wanted the suspension. So they wanted to really um, come down hard on that. And so they showed us this video of this person getting jumped into this gang and they were basically just being severely beaten wow. in order to be a part of this gang. Mm-hmm. And um, I can remember just sitting there crying it's my first teaching job. It's like my second day. I can remember just sitting there crying because I'm thinking like, what, what is going on that someone wants to be a part of something or needs to be a part of something so badly that they would let someone beat them like that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the types of things that probably happen in that scenario, um, you know, I I, I think that, right. Molded her. Right. And so this is kind of the, I mean, she's, 
from what I understand, this song is is about kind of the life she's lived. Like she's not singing about it as you know something she's not experienced. This is her life. It's how she survived, and she doesn't really seem to have any. Um, what would be the right word? I don't know if, if regrets, but I mean, it's like she's talking about her life, so it is not. She has no reservations about just telling us. Right. So, right. So she isn't necessarily ashamed because this is what she what she lived through. You said something and I wrote it down. Do you remember what you said about it's hard to understand? Yes, I, I think that like. Okay, y'all, you need to listen to this because this is like the most powerful statement. Sorry, go ahead. Well, no, Kate, it's come up in other things, like in the, the trainings that we have like worked on and, and stuff as well. I think it's hard to, when you look at someone whose life has been like that, you know, it's difficult to understand. Like if you're looking at something, trying to look at it through like a PG, PG-13 lens, and you're looking at someone who has just by circumstance lived an R or an X-rated life, it's kind of difficult sometimes to understand. It's difficult to put yourself in that shoes, in their shoes to understand the full. That is so good. Cause you just said you, you sat there and cried, you know, there's a book, you and I, I think I've talked about it before. You and I have talked about it before. I don't know. I may have talked about it on the show a long time ago that, um, what every church member should know about poverty, poverty. And mm -hmm. they had, they have quizzes in there for that. There's a quiz that you take for poverty, middle class and upper class. And each of those has these, these cultural things that they do and live. And the question is, could you survive, you know, in poverty? Could you survive in here? Could you survive in there? And it's kind of like what you're saying here. Um, if you've been raised in the PG life, you wouldn't understand and you probably couldn't survive in that R or X rated world. Or even like to just like the understanding that I understand that my moral code is based mm -hmm. on my life, my experiences, the fact that my parents, you know, took me to church and, you know, were there. And, and so that does not translate in for everyone. I can't, Put that on everyone because that is not everyone's experience not everyone right you know, has lived the same it it i mean our histories that's what makes us who we are um and then also the the doing what you have to do to support yourself you know that goes like right along we put those two together that she did the stripping and i read that she told her mom she was going to babysit for a rich family like she worked at a, she worked at Amish market for a while. And then she worked at a, I think a, a neighborhood store, like in the Bronx or wherever she was living. And she got fired and her boss said, well, you should go across the street and strip. You know, you, you're pretty nice looking. You probably do well. And that's how she earned her money to get out of that abusive relationship. So that's what she did. I mean, love it or hate it. She did what she had to do to take care of herself. But the question then, and maybe this is the last one we should talk about today. So we talked about um, the morality religious. We talked about um, histories of the dancers. And then let's just do the one more, because I know we said eight, but it. Um, I feel like after we talk about this, let's go back to the empowerment versus self-respect because 
there's still the question. Um, it empowered her to live this life, to get out of this abusive relationship. Um, but is it empowering on all levels? And I asked you earlier about if you thought it was empowering or degrading. And I read this article. Um, it was actually a study on psychology today. Let me find it. And the question was, and it's not exactly about this, but the question was, do sexy women really feel good about themselves? And I imagine some feather, feathers being ruffled, even at the question, you know, do sexy women feel good about themselves? Uh, and I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, so what they did was they talked to, I don't remember how many uh, women who tended to dress seductively, um, wear a lot of makeup, behave in sort of seductive ways, just be what you would consider to be a, a stereotypical, and this is the word I think that they use, um, woman using her body to as, as power. So they talked about some of the things that they felt empowered by um, with this these types of behaviors that they exhibited in dress and makeup and stuff. And it said that the women reported they enjoyed the positive attention of men for their appearance. They were more likely to view their own bodies as objects, according to the way they answered the questions, to base their self-esteem on how they looked, to engage in self-sexualizing behaviors such as pole dancing, to worry about their appearance during the day, to feel ashamed about themselves when their appearance didn't measure up to some standard view of the female body. And those were hardly a set of positive attributes. So what the article was kind of saying was um, it can be empowering some in some ways, but then it's actually um, degrading and taking our power away because it puts women in a sexualized role, which is what can often keep us down in the first place. Um, I don't know. What did you think about that? I don't know if I sent that to you or not. No, I don't think you send it to me. I mean, I, I certainly can see um, what it's saying in terms of creating like a standard that those women are trying to, to live up to. Cause I think that like anytime you, you have something like that, like, that you're basing your self-worth or self-esteem on like you have the self-worth self-esteem when you've got the positive attention but not necessarily as much when you don't I can absolutely see that yeah yeah and they were saying that um also women in the workplace sometimes who appear to be using like dress and feminine wiles is that the right word people used to use feminine wiles is sort of a, then these women won't be seen for their, their brains or their leadership ability. Um, they won't be seen, um, for any of those things. So the last paragraph in here, I thought was what I really liked. It said, enjoying your sexuality is a positive psychological attribute. The research shows the dangers of women feeling manipulated by media images to conform to a stereotype of the idealized sexy young woman. By This is the important part. By deciding your own identity and how you wish to define yourself independently of these influences, you'll enjoy not only your sexuality, but your body and your mind. And I thought that was a really good point to make that for women... Um, in this kind of industry or those who are doing this kind of performance, we only see what's there on stage, but we do know women in the acting world and the performance world are so judged by their body. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's a little bit of a scary thing. You want to, you want to decide who you want to be, how you want your body to be, and not that it has to measure up to some ridiculous standard. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. that's my point on that. What do you think? Have we covered enough for our episode for thought today? Yeah, I think so. But it, so you did not, what is your like opinion other than obviously there's a lot of layers here, but for primetime TV, what did you think? Um, well, that, that would take us and we can, you know what, maybe we'll end on what would you think? And then we'll start talking about that <laughs> for next time because it actually does take us into one of the next categories that we were going to talk about. So how, how about we end it there? Is that, is that good? Yep. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you for being with us. Um, as always, we'd love for you to share. And Michelle and I were just talking before we started to record about um, getting engagement with you. So leave us a comment or ask us a question, or I know it can be scary, especially on something risky like this, but we always promise, I think you know by now, if you're listening to us, that we will be respectful. So we'd love to hear your comments, whether it's on Facebook whether it's on the show notes, which you can go to TammyWest.com. We'll put the link there. for the sh- And the show notes are just kind of an outline of what we talk about and the links that we talked about. Um, share with a friend, um, download, rate, review, all those things that, that will help us to grow in our community. And we thank you for growing that with us. And until we're together next time, consider yourself. Thanks. Thanks.